Hello everyone, I hope you guys are doing well, I hope you guys are keeping sane, I hope you guys are keeping your spirits up during these tough times, um, we're certainly sailing through some uncharted waters, um, but without a doubt we're going to make it through this, I'm sure of this, and this is one reason why I do enjoy what I'm doing, because in times like this, in my lifetime, do I ever remember technology playing such a key role in keeping everyone sane in keeping everyone connected in keeping everyone's morale up and it is my honor to serve you tonight or this morning or this afternoon whatever time you're listening to this podcast to just bring a little bit of meaning a little bit of joy into your ears so um, i do appreciate this opportunity uh, for me to be able to uh, bring very best content that I can to help you guys get through each and every day. Um, but having said that, if you're listening for the first time, I go by the name of Adrian Daniels and you're now locked into the sound of Accra. And this is the show where we chat with colorful creatives, colorful, colorful creatives and entrepreneurs uh, from a Ghanaian background, all with a special interest to the city bringing you one step closer to Accra. Now, uh, today's show, uh, we have an interesting one. Uh, so with my guest, um, we I discuss what it's like to escape the rat race and find freedom as a freelancer, um, as a creative videographer. Um, so it should be an interesting episode. And we're also going to talk about what it's like to um, make the move to Spain and what it's like to become fluent um, how my guest became fluent in Spanish um, in in a rather fairly quick period and also what it's like to um, be in lockdown in Spain and so many other things that we're going to talk about but as I've said that you can get the show notes by visiting our website, thesoundofacra.com. That's thesoundofacra.com. Um, we're now looking to be available on the other podcast platforms. So look out for that in a in matter of days. We should be on there. Uh, we're going to be changing up the website. So expect really big changes from us in the coming days, just so that we can serve you better. Without further ado, let's get into the show, guys. Enjoy. And I'll see you on the other side. Take care. I'd like to welcome Ken to the show. Uh, Ken Daniels. Uh, he is the founder of Hello Echo. And uh, Echo brings together storytelling and visual elements to create very unique packages. So it's a video production company that works with brands, businesses, and artists. Uh, Ken, how are you doing? Good, man. That was that was a very smooth intro, man. I'm proud. I'm proud. Thank you. Sir. I'm humble. I'm getting better and better. I'm no problem. I'm getting, better, one, better. <laughs> I'm getting better and better. And I just want to put out there before anyone asks, because I introduce my name on every single podcast. Yes, he is my cousin. Okay. <laughs> so this, this is the second cousin I have on my my podcast. Is, I say people. Go on, what did you, you say? A, you got a lot of cousins, so you got a lot of work to do. <laughs> You're going through. I know. I bet people are like thinking, "Oh, agent, if you, if you ran out of guests in two years, like heck no, man. I just want to see my cousin. This is not from nothing to do with that. I've only had I've only had one other cousin on prior to you. This was like the second episode, I believe, episode mm-hmm. number two. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. But that was out in Ghana. Yeah, Ken, how are you feeling, man? Good, man. I'm good. To be honest, like I <clears throat> woke up today and, and was just like, you know what? I mean, we've been a couple of days in this whole quarantine thing, but like I'm feeling good because I'm getting to do new projects, new things. So, you know, excited. Excited about that. How are you? How's, how's life for you? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been um, pretty much the same as you. Um, I know you're out there in Spain, right? And I'm out <laughs> in London. So it's, it's quite different type of lockdown. Um, but yeah, I think. The advantage is, you know, what we what we all do is kind of remote anyway. So mm. we're kind of kind of used to that life, you know, the most part. So yeah, man, generally feeling okay. Um, you know, I'm the kind of person that, that enjoys being at home. I am, I can be outgoing, but I do enjoy being at home and being productive and working on projects and making things happen. So yeah. I'm not too the I'm not too much impacted by my morale or anything during this whole time. Which is, yeah. is, a, is a strong trait, man. It's a strong trait. Keep it up. Keep it oh, up. Thank you, man. 
got to, we got to, especially when times like this happen, you just have to embrace yourself for, you know, whatever's going to come and lo and behold, look what's happened. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So thanks again for coming on. Um, I know we got a lot to talk about. I know it's been a little while since we connected. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've just been seeing your stuff pop up on social media and I just thought to myself, I need to bring this guy on my show. This is a hidden gem, a hidden talent. I actually you know, almost forgot to bring onto the show. I mean, how did he not cross my mind? You know? Oh man. You're, you're, I'm, I'm, I, if I could blush, I would. <laughs> you're too kind Ken. you're too kind alright uh, before we get into a bit more of a hello echo if you just give a little bit of background about yourself Ken yeah so I mean I'm obviously like Agent originally um, from the well originally from the UK originally from Ghana but um, like born and raised in, in, in London Ooh. and um, I, I moved out to Madrid uh, about five and a half years ago and um when I got out here, like I was doing different jobs, different office jobs. And at the same time, I was kind of running around with a camera, learning how to use it and things like that. And I've always been a kind of creative person. So that kind of hobby grew into, into what is now Hello Echo, what is now my business. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been like a really, really fun journey to kind of see how videography here um how my skills have grown and developed here um in comparison to where i would have been or where i might be in either london or ghana or, or wherever mm -hmm. in the world so yeah so yeah basically <clears throat> i don't know I, I i started that uh what two years ago i think started coming like two years ago okay. yeah two and a half years so it's ago it's been a little while it's been a little while yeah yeah it's been running for a little while and um it's basically been trial and error the whole way through, much like the start mm. of, of of my 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 arrival to Spain. Kind of seeing what yeah. works, what doesn't work, and then and going from there. So yeah, so yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we'll probably get into um, your journey to to Spain a, a little bit later. Um, I I mean I always remember you being like a, a creative, um, similar to me. I mean, coming from a music technology kind of background, and then you know making a transition into maybe music or media etc um mm. what, what how did you kind of end up in you know videography photography if you will how did you end up in in that space well i think <clears throat> i guess yeah i i my foundation has been within music because i've been doing like I'm a, uh, i play bass keys and yeah. drums uh, but mostly bass mm. and and i've had that foundation since uh school like i, I did music tech as a course um I did it in sixth form and so on and so forth so it's kind of almost like transferable skills that they always talk to you about when you're a kid like oh if you learn this you can you can use it elsewhere and me thinking <laughs> yeah of course like it's just it's just absolute rubbish and then growing up i actually realized actually you know I've, I've, i'm really intrigued by how things work and i'm really intrigued in creating things and I guess those two sides come from yeah. um, things like music technology. Uh, the fact that my dad, he's an IT engineer and he, like taught me everything about how to, to fix computers and build them. And yeah. that kind of curiosity transferred over to me, you know, running around with a camera and saying, I'm going to make a two minute music video about who knows a, a kettle <laughs> kind of thing, like just dumb things, dumb projects. Um, so it was, <laughs> It was cool because I was always kind of surrounded by people who were musical and people that were creative, um, and they they creators push creatives. Um, I mean, that's sure. the kind of vision that I have at least. So, so I guess in a nutshell, I fell into videography. I didn't really choose it. I kind of was mm. just curious as to see where the rabbit hole would end, and yeah. I don't know where it's going to end. Like I'm still in the rabbit hole. I'm still there. Um, so so you learn in the job. Yeah, a, a lot. Um, sometimes that's really positive, and sometimes there's been a lot of times where I've you know had to put my hands up and been like, I'm I'm totally sorry. This is this has not gone the way I wanted it to go. Um, yeah. To give you an example, um, the the older camera I had had a capacity of recording 29 minutes. And 55 seconds. I remember this yeah. number because it still pins my heart. And um, <laughs> a guy asked me to film his, it's like a theater performance. And he said, oh, I just want you to film 
just two or three sections. And I said, cool, fine, I'll do it. You know, it wasn't much money, but at the time it felt like loads. And um, <laughs> I get there, all my kit, but I've never ever with my camera filmed for more than maximum 10 minutes. And I didn't know about this limit. So wow. I'm filming and the, I think the piece was maybe in total an hour and 20 minutes. And oh I, I press record and I'm sitting by the camera, everything looks good. And then it stops recording, but I'm confused because I didn't touch anything. And I think <laughs> maybe five or 10 minutes went by before I realized what had happened. And yeah. then I'm just there panicking, panicking, and then trying to get the camera to start again. Um, it then started to, it did the, the same thing again after half an hour, obviously. Um, and then it started to overheat. So oh the thing's finished, the guys, you know, everyone's hugging him, his family's there, everyone's really excited. And he comes up to me and he goes, look, I'm so happy that you are here because that performance was really special to me. And I'm just glad oh. that we covered the whole thing. And I just thought to myself, maybe you can recover it. Maybe you can. I said, nah, I've got to be honest with him. I've got to yeah. tell him what happened. And he was really cool about it. Like, really? Yeah, he was cool about it because I had managed to record the majority of what he wanted anyway. So he was missing, you know, maybe 10 minutes of one part and five minutes of another part. But, I mean, that's all part and parcel of, of, of learning in that kind of fashion that, like, you can't predict or control everything as much as you might try. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that I didn't try and, like, you know, tell him, look – here like if you pay me less then i'll give you less material or do one of those weird tricks like i was like look bro if it's up to you what you want to do but i'm gonna tell you what happened here's the honest truth and he was he was really cool about it um so wow it's it's, it's a hard learning curve but you it, yeah. it doesn't happen twice <laughs> it does not happen twice <laughs> wow 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 i mean that's how it starts right ken with the basics mm. i mean you get the basics right i mean i know i know um the schoolboy errors that f photographers or videographers can go through is something as simple as, you know, forgetting to bring a second battery along Oof, or, yeah. or not having, you know, enough memory with you or um, not having the right lenses with you. Mm -hmm. I, I've got a number of photographers and videographers on speed dial. So I've learned all of these things along the way, just being yeah. around them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just like what you said. I mean, you only kind of get better when you're in that environment. Yeah. So I think for that to be your kind of early day experience in filming, I'm sure you've come a long way since there. Oh yeah. And there's still a long way to go. I think that yeah. like the, the, if I were to be able to kind of go back in time and look at myself five years ago, I would laugh, but I wouldn't help myself. Like I just, I'd let all of those mistakes happen because they were the things that set me up to be able to work with um, not even bigger clients, just different clients because I was mm. confident in one area and I was able to grow into another area. Predominantly yeah. I'm an event space photographer, a videographer, yeah. for the, the Freudian slip, uh, event <laughs> videographer. And, um, you say event bright. <laughs> <laughs> I work event bright, contract me, contract me. <laughs> It's mostly event space, and it's because, like, I um yeah. for for two and a half years um during my time here in Madrid, I worked for an events company, and that's yeah. kind of where everything really, really kicked off. Because um I would manage events, and I would have to make after movies. Um, mm. The event was a Monday night, and the after movie had to be out like done by Wednesday, and okay. each time the event is finishing at Monday at like six in the morning. And Mad. I would wake up on a Tuesday and just get yeah. it in. So that's kind of where, <laughs> you know, and, uh, all the mistakes happened there. Like all of the things that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, yeah. Files getting corrupt and, and you know, like oh, dealing yeah. with like people in their inebriated state and me just there, like, I'm trying to work, please, just just let me work kind of thing. <laughs> you know, equipment getting ruined, all kind of stuff. So all yeah. of the, that whole experience set me up to then be able to work in other bigger environments where I was like, I need you know, this space to be able to work like this. So I need a room to store my equipment because without that, I can't put my second batteries. Um, I can't carry anything on me. Work mm. in, it, it's important, but you learn from it and it's, it's, it, it can be good fun. Um, as long as you just keep pushing, you don't like take everything as like a personal attack. Like, Oh, I failed. I bought the yeah. wrong lens. I, I didn't bring a second battery. Like make notes, make a checklist, learn from mm. it. Mm, wow wow that's quite something and when you put two and two together i can kind of see how you ended up in this space you know um you know just being a creative mm. and then obviously working in events 
and then being good in technology, when you pull this together, you know what I mean? This It's basically who you are today and maybe still the developing to become mm. who, you, who you're trying to get to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that's, that's the thing. I think with, you know, going through things like maybe going to university, um, that can kind of prepare you for, for these kind of projects because, you know, when you need to, for example, like, I don't know if you did last minute, like essays and things like that where you stay out till late oh. and then you quickly turn everything around and you wake up early in the morning and then you're running to the exam Ooh. submission yes. room and stuff like that and then just you know that kind of that's what that's what um i was reminded by when you mentioned that you know you had to you know stay up till 6 a.m and then wake up and then get the you know the the event um video edited or whatever mm-hmm. that, that's what it reminds me of and i think university and you know, things like that prepare you for, yeah. you know, for those, for these kind of projects and you know, look at where you are now. I'm sure you've, you've got a system in place and, you, you know, you, and you're working with bigger and better clients. Yeah. Amazing. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, 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 I 400% agree. And I think one of the, one of the things that like at university, they taught us, they, they, they used to give us these projects that they give us the brief on Monday. And then I think, but the following Monday, we had to all hand in something. And it was a very open brief, but we'd only have five days. And it was group work, so you were forced to do it. And my um, professor was like, creative time constraints mm-hmm. create the best material. And I thought he was absolutely crazy. Like I thought, this guy, <laughs> like, why are you forcing every week? We have to submit something. And it's always something new. It's always, you know, it was a music tech course, but it was related to technology and it yeah. was difficult. Like make a, one of the songs, like I mentioned earlier on was, um, we had to make a song using a household, um, item or, um, so like a kettle or an oven or a blow dryer, whatever it was, it had to be like an electronic device. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the only, um, the only sound that you could have and you had to manipulate that into a song. And we had one week and I was like, this is a joke. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. I, had I, the same thing. I had to go through the same thing in my days. <laughs> but it's, it, it sets you up. It sets you up, man. So I'm, I appreciate it. Really it really does. I thank him really- a lot. <laughs> Still thinking now. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it really, really does. I mean, my, my days, uh, you know, doing radio in university set me up for this, I was, hmm. I'd say. So I've, so I've been quite comfortable just doing podcasts like this, you know, because yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I even had a podcast back then. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's evident that you know, what you go through in your earlier days really set you up for where you are today. And I think that's the big takeaway from all of this. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of the projects you've worked on, Ken. Like, I've seen some really, you know, cool projects that you've worked on that, that we spoke about. You put on social media, you put these little, you know, nerdy creative videos out there <laughs> really witty i really love them but at the same time you know there's a professional side to you you know I, I, you know i've seen some of the the videos the actual work you've done with clients i've seen the vegan desserts documentary oh yeah going to restaurants um talk about some of your projects that, that you've done like what's what's been some of the highlights what's, what's been some of the the, the lows mm. let's talk about that let's dive into that yeah, so I mean, we, we, I guess we say the best for last, so the low lights can go last. <laughs> but no, I've, I've, I'm fortunate, and I, I can only say I'm blessed that I have a good client base where there's a mutual respect. And um, like you mentioned, that the, the um, vegan restaurants, uh, the black-owned restaurants as well. I mean, food-based uh, videography is wonderful. You get to eat all day, but I work. <laughs> I, I can tell you like food, man. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's great. You sit there filming. Are you hungry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're eating it. You're just eating. <laughs> Is that Maggie sauce on the table? <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that, that's um so one of the guys I like actually have like have a partnership with we've been working with each other for the past year or so. Um, it's a company called Men in Madrid and it's okay. owned by a woman called Trinica who's based out in Houston. Oh, Houston, wow. Madrid. But what her her whole, I guess, um, focus is is being able to to highlight and explore parts of Madrid, be it people, be it areas, be it spaces, um, with a, a kind of closer focus on uh, the black community. And it's cool mm-hmm. because um, you know the products that I'm doing with her every single time they're developing, they're growing. They're mini documentaries that 
explore these areas, explore the people that are, you know, responsible for them and making sure that these, these, these places work, be it restaurants, be it art spaces, yeah. um, places where people can come together. Um, and through that, I'm getting to go out and film and meet people that I, you know, generally speaking, I would have met in a restaurant and said hi and, and left kind of thing. And now I get to know deep dive and understand, you know, how they got here and their story. And, wow. and I, I'm given the responsibility of taking that into the editing room and then choosing how to kind of tie that together with all the other images that I've taken. So brilliant. that's on one side of things where you've got like the documentaries. And then on the other side, you've got, um, things that are working with brands. So yeah. like, um, fitness companies, um, a company called Mad Co, for example, is one of the more recent things that I, I did. Um, okay. fitness company that works with, with directly with businesses and it's like mm -hmm. a personal training, but like it's the way that they design things is great because it's, again, it's interpersonal, which is, I guess, something I really like, um, from wow. that all the way through to like brands that like, you know, personal brands, um, uh, Andres Madruga, who's, who's, um, uh, <laughs> magician and yeah. it's hilarious. Like I, Filming a magician is weird because you're you're kind of trying to get their best light and you don't want to reveal their trick. But then at the same time, yeah. you're like, how did he do it? And you're like, no, focus, I'm filming. Focus, I'm filming. So <laughs> it's all brand-based. It's all looking at yeah. someone's image and the story that they have to tell and seeing how I can how I can show that in the best light, basically. So the, 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 the highs have definitely been – I mean, everything that appears on Instagram is a high. Uh, yeah. And of course, it always is for everybody, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but then at the same time, I don't, I don't post much, um, like you know, every single day, new client, every single day, new video. Um, I kind of sprinkle it out a bit more, just to kind of see, you know, how people react, what works, what people enjoy, yeah. and so forth. But what I've come to realize is that <clears throat> it's more interesting for for me to kind of show the process to show what I'm doing or, or silly things that I'm doing which work, work way better. And, and that's, I think kind of an interesting thing in terms of like looking at my highs and my lows. One of the lows was kind of like putting out content and being like, okay, but who is this relevant to? Who does this connect with? Who, who is really for? Who's my end viewer? And, you know, I'm going out and I'm looking at all of these different clients that I'm working with, making this really complex schedule of on Monday at 10 a.m. I post this and then Thursday at 12 I post this and then I'm going to look at the insights and stats um, and really thinking that, you know, this business isn't going anywhere. You know, I'm not – I'm getting some new clients but not the amount that I need. Um, yeah. and, and if it's not the amount I need, it's not the type. Um, yeah. And for me, like I mentioned, it's I'm really, really interested in working with people that – like that, you know, they, they like to interact. They like to, to understand how things work. Um, and they like mm. to collaborate. It's yeah. a very, very important word for me. Um, I have worked with clients who are not interested in collaborating and they're interested in hiring a service and saying, I call you, I pay you this much, you appear, you do what you need to do and you turn over the project in two days time. And okay. the, I think one of the, the, the biggest lows for me was kind of understanding that that's not, something that I want to do regardless okay. of the money it's not a place that I want to be in and I was in that for a long time I was wow. in that kind of loop for I think the first year of the company I was just doing jobs like that all the time and it didn't <clears throat> it kind of stopped my vision of the future of the company it stopped my vision of the future of being a videographer and and it kind of made me think maybe I should go back to just you know I don't even want to say just because that's disrespectful and, and don't mean yeah. any disrespect, but maybe I should go back mm -hmm. to a nine to five. Maybe I should go back to a job where the, the, the expectancy of me is way lower. What people expect of me isn't so much. It's just simple away kind of thing. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to interject there. I think that's always the, uh, the you know, that's the test of, uh, you know, of a freelancer or an entrepreneur, if you will, like when it gets to that point, I mean, it, every entrepreneur has a, has a low and you get to that place where do I keep going or do I give up? Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've invested so much time, effort, money, resources, all of the above. And, you know, this is where I am. You know, it, it looks like there's light, there's light, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, you know, probably just another train coming my way to, to knock me off the rail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, do I, do I keep going? And I think you're not the only person that's, that's had that experience. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to you around the world or people that listen to this right now, where you feel like, is this it? 
you know, or do I keep going? But I think there's that voice that in you that would say, just, just keep going just that little bit longer. And then you will discover that diamond, you know, like you may have seen in one of those analogy pictures, you know, if you just keep digging, there's diamonds right there. You just one step away from it. And Mm. what would you say? I mean, what would you say was your turning point, Ken? Because, you know, you worked with all of these people, you know, and then I think what you learned, you decided that rather than just working one off a person, you wanted to build more of a relationship around them and you wanted them to become more of a retainer client. Was that the relationship you were referring to? Yeah, I mean, retainer client in the sense of having, you know, someone who's who's got reoccurring projects and is, you know, looking to hire you for a long period of time is definitely something that anyone who freelances um, wants. Because you know your your income, yeah, it's just you want stability. So everyone single person wants that. So I think that that part was kind of a given in the sense that yeah, that's what I wanted. But it was the type of client that I wanted, and the turning Mm. point for me to be able to, I didn't realize it at the beginning, but when I realized it was at the point when I lost a client that um, was a problematic client for me, was a Mm. client that realistically um, we didn't see eye to eye, and I don't think it was. Um, I think it was just two very different businesses. Their business was more about having professionals who are able to produce results um, with very little scope. By very little scope, it was like, you know, okay, here's here's a date and here's where you need to be and it's an event. And your job is to make something happen out of that and that's that. Um, And my vision of of being creative is it's – it's a collaboration that's hand in hand where, 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 where I'm giving and I'm taking. Um, and yeah, I don't mean to say that right. the person comes to my house and edits the video mm. for themselves. I really want whoever I'm working with to be wholeheartedly involved in like the decisions that I'm making to a certain degree. So if I'm going to, if I want to be experimental and say, Hey, look, I'm going to try like a really cool fast intro that has, uh, you know, five or six different images of what the end of the event was to kind of, you know, give you a little prequel. I would tell the client about that and expect some yeah. kind of feedback from that. And with this specific client, they were like, is that going to take more time? And I said, well, yeah, it's going to take more time because it's something new, but you know, it gives you your brand a new, a new kind of twist on things. It's not the expected mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, we just need it for tomorrow at 12. So okay. whatever you're so going to do. Yeah. And when I lost that client, when, you know, it got to a point where it was just, the conversations weren't as fluid as anymore and they just weren't, yeah. they weren't where they needed to be. Um, it, I didn't, you know, I think you have a moment where you think, Oh man, one, I've lost money. Number two, I've lost, you know, uh, a, a client. This is not good. It's reflective of me. That was the first thought process. Yeah. And now I think like a week passed and I was like, I don't really care, but like, not, mm. even, not even like, again, not under yeah. the way, I don't feel remorse. I don't feel sad. I don't feel like I've lost a client. I feel more that like I can now dedicate my time to other things. Um, So maybe this was a good decision. Like, yeah. And that, that was the point where I realized that the clients that I had who were working in that way, I was like, wow, you know what? You guys were really doing something. And that's a we. Yeah. We, wow. That's, that's a keyword. Say that one more time. That is a keyword. Say that one more time. That <laughs> last bit. That's a we. <laughs> it's a we. But it is. It's, 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 but you're it's, right. It's collaboration. Collaboration. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I think for those that, I mean, okay, for those in the working world, business world, career world, you should, who has been in this game for a while, you would know the biggest difference between B2C and B2B, Ken, is with B2C is more of a one-off thing, is a one-off, you know, transaction relationship. Yeah. Here we go. Bye. Maybe never see you again. Yeah. Now, with a B2B, it's more of an ongoing relationship, trust exactly. kind of thing. That's exactly. it. And you both see, tend to see eye to eye. You both tend to collaborate, which is what you wanted, you know. And I think for you, because you're passionate about what you what what you do, you're so passionate to the extent that you want to be able to add that extra value to that client by mm. even being able to suggest ideas. Look, look, this is this is the vision I have. This is what could really work for your business or work for your brands, you know, or, and and take you to this level, yeah. you know. And I definitely see where you're coming from because it's quite frustrating because I'm sure it must feel quite 
flat. It must, must feel quite bland not being able to bounce off another client, right? Um, but when, yeah. when you actually are able to collaborate or someone opens up to you, it must feel great. It must feel like a weight off your head that you know, the burden is gone because they can then click with you and gel with you and then you can create these beautiful projects, which is what I've come to see over the years, Ken. Thank you, amazing. sir. Thank you That's so much. Amazing. That's well, amazing. Okay, and so so during this throughout this through this process, um, have you have, have you now start to kind of like um, being able to envision and see and know that the, the kind of person that you want to work with as you've gone through this journey? Definitely, uh, the, the the vision has become way more clear when yeah. I'm thinking about who it is that I want to work with and 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 how the relationship should should be. Um, but I think I've I. As time has gone on, I've realized more at the front end of the conversations rather than at the back end. So by the front end, when I first speak to someone about doing a potential project, a lot of people will do like their consultation process where they'll charge you 50, 100, 200 euros, pounds, dollars, whatever, so that they can just get a feel for you and decide if they want to do the project, Um, which I thought was wild. I don't do it myself. um, Okay. Uh, I think it's really client dependent, but mm-hmm. I understand the process behind it. Before you start working with someone, before you, um, you know, start business with someone, it's very important to understand what their goals are, what they want to achieve, mm-hmm. um, and not just on a you know monetary level, not just on a um, the timeline level, but to see what their vision for their own company is, because everyone has a yeah. vision for what they where they want to be and what they want, how they want to do it. Yeah. Um, and to understand if that's compatible. So there's some questions that maybe I wouldn't have asked in the past that I asked now. And that for me gives me a very good indication of, of the type of person that I could potentially be working with. And that yeah. person for me, number one needs to be someone who's willing to, to take on feedback the same way that I am. I'm the first person that, you know, I, I would never say no to feedback because yeah. it's my, like it's the service that I provide. It's very much f- feedback driven. I can't just create and then we upload to YouTube or, or Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, there, there needs <laughs> yeah. to be you know, someone who's, who's interested in developing and growing something. Um, and that doesn't mean to say that I'm you know, the most skilled in the world. I can yeah. do everything to, you know, no, there's going to be projects that, and there have been projects where I've said to the person, I don't know how this is going to turn out because I've never done it before. But I am confident in the fact that it is going to turn out well because I'm going to give you indications throughout the whole process on, okay, this is where we are. This is where we're trying to get to. And here's a draft version. Um, And that's, you know, since again, that moment, that's been working well. So brilliant. Amazing. Wow. So I think just over the, you know, over the the months or the years, you've really been able to refine and find that perfect process to, to, to go with, um, with your, with your, um, potential ideal client Mm. yeah i have to really applaud you because you know you said you've come across situations where you know you've worked with a problematic client and you've had to probably drop that client and obviously dropping the client means dropping money but at the end of the day you know you're you're not you're not really you're not really losing because at the end of the day you're gaining um more of your freedom and you're gaining more uh, control over who you want to work with and where you want to go, which is ultimately the goal, right? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, okay, and uh, yeah, um, what's what's been your favorite project that that you've worked on so far? Oof. I would honestly say that there are a couple favorites. Is there, is there anything um, that stands out? I know I put you on the spot. It's not even that. It's the fact that, like I, like I mentioned before, I, I, I play. I'm an instrumentalist. I play bass, um, and I'm in a band here in Madrid. Yeah. Um. So I can honestly say that one of my favorite projects is one that we did um, right before, you know, the the self isolation, which hasn't been released yet, which will get released soon enough. But it was it was a great project because I got to be. Behind the camera, in front of the camera, dealing with things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second best thing from that would actually be uh, when we're looking at like the because there's two sides to it. When we look at business side, there's you know there's one type of video, and then when we're looking at like art, um, a friend of mine, Adam, who lives out Madrid, he's from Lewisham, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we did a video with him called Burn, and okay. that video. I am so proud of everyone that was involved in it because okay. we literally took uh, 
two rooms that were in the bottom of a restaurant and mm-hmm. turned it into a nightclub wow. with two with three lights, I think it was we had. Yeah, three lights. <laughs> and there was like two of my best friends, um, CJ and Ryan, who I do mm-hmm. a bunch of projects with, um, yeah. and myself. And we walked into the space and we said, this has got to look like a club. And I think <laughs> we probably spent an hour and a half trying to figure out how to do everything. And then we did it and went home, put the files on the computer, press play, you know, see it on a big screen. And we were, we all sat there in silence, like, whoa. Like, <laughs> this does not look like the place that we went into. And we were shocked ourselves. Um, so that was like, again, I think it was more of a turning point for us. Like, it was cool to be able to see how our how our vision had changed and surprised all of us. Like surprising one person is one thing, but surprising all of us is another thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess that on the, um, on the, on the art side, uh, in terms of the business side, I yeah. would, I would actually say, um, one of my favorite projects to film recently was the, um, the Mad Fit Co one, which was, uh, the, the personal trainer. Um, oh. Because I, I think we, it was we, everything was filmed in one day, mm-hmm. and I, I think I, I was the only one that was, you know, I did all the lighting. I did all the, like I, it was, it was a one man team situation. Obviously, I had yeah. help. Everyone was there, yeah. But um, it was just a hilarious day because we started <laughs> a bunch of people who didn't know each other, you know, friends of friends. Some of them were actors. Some of them were new to being in front of a camera. And by the end of the day, it was, you know, the most hilarious experience ever. So it was great kind of being able to walk into a space and just be like, right, we've got these objectives and we need to all this today. It was freezing cold. They were out doing jumping jacks in, I don't know, like three degrees or something ridiculous. <laughs> and um, Everyone's wearing sports clothes and I'm going to obviously edit it and make it look like it's mad sunny. It was yeah. the plan at the time. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do another take, fourth take. And everyone's like, we're so cold. And I'm there in a big puffer jacket. Like, it's okay, guys. <laughs> You could go. So, but I survived that day. I have to give everyone praise for not killing me. Um, <laughs> that was a big project. So, man, if, if come rain or shine, man, you're out there doing your thing, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, I, I actually, do you know what? Shout outs to my camera before most people because the situation this camera has been, and I'm just like, I, I don't know why you're still working. Like, I'm glad you are, but yeah, this camera, <laughs> this camera should have died a couple times. <laughs> that sounds like a real breakthrough right there man now i'm really pleased um it sounds like these projects that you've worked on you know have have really been something quite personal to you at the same time which, which mm. i can feel f- just through this interview at the same time i feel like you've you've t- they've both been projects where you've turned something which um didn't necessarily you know it, you know you didn't really you know expect much but it turned out to be you know a grand success which is which is a great thing okay wow and most of the projects have they been out in spain or out out in spain as well so uh, kind of touched a little bit on the company when i first started echo or hello i wanted to be a not kind of based in madrid and only doing photography in madrid um just Economically, it's it's better to work outside of Spain, um, of but course. also like I'm, I, you know, uh, interested in seeing more of the world. I've seen a lot of it, but interested in more of the world. Um, so yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be able to obviously do work in London. I actually did some work this past Christmas working with um, uh, a, a wallet brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done last year. I went out to Texas to film a wedding, which was wow. incredible. I think I put on close to seven stone in two days like yeah. <laughs> wild the food there just wild they flew uh, out to texas yeah yeah wow. you just, must really want to use work on their project huh uh do you know what they said they're really good friends of mine um which okay. is one thing and okay. i i have to like in terms of like products that i've done it again that's another one that's really really high up there because yeah they put their heart and soul into making sure that every single guest was comfortable at that wedding but they highlighted the fact that I was first a guest and then I was somebody who had a camera and <laughs> we were true to that from start to finish. Yeah. So, um, that, 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 that was like a really interesting experience being able to kind of like, f- that was the furthest I've flown out to go and do work. And then since that project, funnily enough, I then got, um, kind of commissioned to do more work outside of Madrid. 
Um, sadly, most of it was actually uh, was actually supposed to fly out to Holland yesterday uh, really? for another wedding. Yeah, and that obviously has been postponed for for, for good reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, another project in um, Germany at the end of this year, um, yeah. which which. Um, I guess all of these things are kind of coming to to a point where it's just like they will happen. They're just yeah. being postponed now. So I'm, I'm fortunate, and it's, it's I, I, it looks like it's just the curve is just starting. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it's uh, it's a shame because I mean, I mean, I think we'll I think we'll probably transition to talking about lockdown now. Um, mm. It's probably a bit more appropriate. It's just a shame, you know, with the, the lockdown. You know, I think we're just about to approach wedding season, even. And yeah. you know, I think I, I mean I've got friends and family who are postponing and moving around the weddings, the honeymoons, you name it. And people have people are having to move things around, and it's a shame because you know the weather's been weather's been nice recently, and people can't really make their events happen and this is the season for people like you to really go out there and shine and you know and this thing happens you know so yeah yeah talk talk me through i mean talk me through lockdown in spain because i think that's the i I think that's had the most tension globally recently yeah i mean we we initially and i guess much like the uk the response was coronavirus has hit Spain, it's in the north of Spain, so we need to kind of be a bit more mindful, was okay. the initial response. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few days later, um, you know, once the, the numbers start to creep up, uh, this is around mid-March, yeah, mid-March, mm-hmm. around the, no, early March, so around the 7th, 8th of March, um, mm-hmm. they started talking about the potential of, of shutting down schools because the virus seems to be spreading. Wow. And... Then they shut down schools. It was the 11th they shut down schools. And then I think within four or five days, the whole country was on lockdown. And when I say lockdown, it's not the, the, um, the Boris lockdown of you can go out once a day and have, you know, your exercise and no, 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 no. Like, They're abusing no, that here, man. Yeah. Abusing that here. I'm telling no, you. we didn't get that luxury. Our luxury was on the Saturday night, they said yeah. lockdown officially begins from Monday um, midnight, so midnight Sunday night, Monday. Um, lockdown officially begins. You cannot leave your house unless it's to get, uh, like, go food shopping. You have to go to the doctors because you're basically dying. Yeah. Um, you're walking your dog, or you're throwing away, um, like, your rubbish. Other than that, if we see you on the street, minimum fine is six hundred euros. That's crazy, man. From That's time when they closed the schools, I was like, I'm staying at home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but if schools are shut down and businesses are next. This virus is bigger than all of us. I'm staying oh at home. I don't gosh. need. I don't need no madness in my life. So yeah, um, that was. I mean, the first week it was a bit up and down because people didn't really understand. You know, there was a bit of a grey area because people still had to go to work because it wasn't. Uh, it, you weren't allowed to go outside for no reason. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. you if your job hadn't sent you home, you had to go to work. So I think it took about three or four days for it to happen, and now you know we're at the point where. I mean, I went out shopping yesterday and I think that's the fourth time I've left my house since the, like I mentioned, the 11th of March. That's, yeah. that's absolutely insane. I mean, I've probably yeah. been out of my house almost every single day since the lockdown yeah. happened. Um, wow. That's it's quite mad. something. Yeah, it's, it's really mad. strict out there. And I know like they've stopped football out there and it's obviously football around the world has stopped. All, so, so. all events have been shut all down. Events. All all events. Events. Yeah. And it, what's weirder about the whole situation is um, Spain, as Madrid especially, it, it's a very social country. The, the, the culture is kind of ingrained to be outdoors. Like people exactly. always, you just hang out with people. Like yeah. one of our friends here, whether they're you know from the UK, America, other parts of Europe, everyone after being here for a while has just adapted to that life. It's very yeah. weird for me to call up my friend and have like a long talk on the phone when I could just be like, oh, just just want to go get a drink. And that's like a normal thing to do. Like on a Tuesday, like, hey, do you want to get a drink? Cool. And I'll just hang out with them for three, four hours and then come back home and, you know, go back into my cave of editing. So in a a culture where that is, you know, the the, the norm, going from that to now going on the street and seeing two police cars and like seven other people, it's, it's, you know, it kind of throws you off a bit. It's it's weird to see. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
yeah, Spain, you know, countries like Spain, Portugal, Italy, it's cultured in that sense, isn't it? It's mm. more, it's more of a community, it's more outgoing, more of an outgoing, you know, uh, culture. So, yeah, it must. I can only imagine, you know, what you, you know, what you're going through right now, mm. you know, compared to people in other countries. And I know it's had a knock. I had. I know it's had a knock-on effect in other. Uh, uh, what do you call it in all kinds of industries so how do you think it's affecting the creative industry um both positively and negative when you look at the creative industry and how it's been affected that is oh an alarm excuse me Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah uh, what i was saying so yeah the knock-on effect that uh the virus has had on the creative industry has been both positive and negative um mm-hmm. Regardless of what area you focus focus on, when you're looking at photographers and videographers specifically, um, everyone has been affected negatively. When you look at, you know, photographers and videographers, we go to events, yeah, um, we do weddings, uh, we do, I don't know, um, staff dinners, um, award ceremonies. These are areas where, if you speak to any photographer or videographer, this is where you get your bread and butter. This is where you're able to see. Sure and pay my bills because this event happens every single month at this time or every single year at this time. Yeah. So I know it's going to work. Um, so that's the negative side of it. The positive side is the fact that, you know, there's been more time to kind of re, I guess, re look, at, take time to look at what you've been doing and how you want to do it in the future. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm taking more for myself than anyone else because no. the, of the of the of the potential income that's been lost, or the potential jobs that like are now they don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I have realized there are areas of my business, there are areas of, of my my passion that will work in any environment, and there are other parts that just don't, and they are dependent on people. They're dependent on the fact that people are there. So if there's nobody there you have a business that doesn't work. And if you're not okay with that, something needs to give. So thinking about Mm. that, I I have taken the time to kind of repurpose what it is that, you know, the business, you know, the core of it is. And that's been really positive for me. Um, Another positive is obviously having more time to create. You know, I've been doing like this, this challenge with one of my best friends, Mitch. He's, he's, He's out, out in Eindhoven in, in Holland. Okay. And there's just this back and forth that we had. We started maybe two or three days ago. <laughs> where um, I made a video, just a video with, you know, people doing their challenges with, with toilet roll. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically just throwing the toilet roll in the air and it stays in the air. Now, obviously, <laughs> I've been doing video editing for now, coming up to, let's say, four years. Mm-hmm. So... It's easier for me to do that, obviously, because I know how to do it. Yeah. And I just I'm going to invite to anyone. All of you people sending me challenges to do push-ups, and I was just fed up of it. I was like, please, 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 tell me about it. <laughs> Stop sending me to do these stupid challenges. Like, the first person that can do this, I said, I'll buy dinner. And this guy ran to his camera and said, you owe me dinner. And I get this WhatsApp saying, you owe me dinner. I was like, what? He said, open Instagram. And as he says that, he tagged me in the post and it's him doing another challenge using videography in a creative way. And he said, you've got 24 hours to reply. And Mm. it started this cycle that I don't know where it's going to end. So again, positive things have come out of it. Like I'm seeing people in in their best light, that they're being able to work on their own personal projects, which creators Mm. don't really get to do that much. You don't really get to make your own stuff because you're you're a lot of time working on client stuff. Positive as it is. You do need that yourself. So that's, you know, a lot of positive coming in. The negative side is having time alone to be a creative with no time constraints, which you talked about earlier on, can be negative. Being in a situation where you try and create something and nothing comes out is disheartening. Like it's it's difficult. You know, it's it's hard to, to, to think I've got all this material on my computer, but I don't know what to make of it. Like, that's not cool. That's not a good feeling. And I've gone through that. I can honestly say, what, we've been in this for four weeks. The first week, content, content, content. I was making tons of stuff. The second week, I was like, I don't even want to open my laptop. I don't want to see Final Cut again. It was because I made this weird kind of obsession with, and now I've got time I have to create. Now I've got time I have to create. And that's not a positive. That's not, you know, if you've got time, read a book, exercise, study, you know, open your Bible, your Quran, speak to whoever you need to speak to, do whatever you need to do, but like, don't 
fixate on on just making content and that was the negative that i'm glad that i've been able to kind of you know mix up my day make a routine and 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 you know improve on that Mm. so you feel like as as a creator um it's important to take breaks you know not just creating all the time but to just kind of recharge kick back relax you know spend time on the hobbies that, that you may have other than creating yeah i am the number one number one <laughs> of doing things that people call like you know mind-numbing activities i could open up a game of counter-strike or call of duty or whatever <laughs> and yeah man kicking it back kicking and again back. if you compare it to call of duty now call of yeah. duty now you can see sweat like the <laughs> coming down, Counter-Strike, the gun comes out. You're like, it all looks the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the same. But these activities, are, you know, what am I doing? Am I thinking about being creative? Am I thinking? No, I'm just going on, connecting with some friends, and just shooting, and that's it. Like, mm. just having fun. It doesn't have to be Counter-Strike and be whatever it is. But I'm, I really feel it is very important to have that time where you don't, you know, you're not forcing your brain to, you know, push out ideas, push out ideas, push out ideas. It doesn't, it's not how your brain works. It's not, you know, when you get inspired by going on a walk, you get inspired by seeing something. So take some time to be inspired by other things. Yeah. And I think, yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. And I think that's the way to get even more inspiration is to actually take a break from these things. Cause I know it's quite common to get, um, you know, to hit a wall really creatively and to, you know, maybe run out of inspiration. But I think the best way to get inspiration is just to get away from what you're doing and just to kind of engage in different activities, hobbies, and then you just get inspiration out of nowhere. And then, you know, you just go back to the computer and you're more inspired and fired up than ever. So Mm -hmm. I totally agree and definitely see where you're coming from. Um, And this actually leads me to my, this actually leads me to my next um, question actually. So that was part one in yet another two part podcast special. As you can imagine, the whole podcast was quite long to release in one go so i thought i'd make life easier again like i've done in the past and drop this as a two-part special i really hope you guys enjoyed benefited and found value in this first part i promise you the second part is even better Um, so make sure you tune in next week for that and as always visit us at thesoundofacrowd.com to get the show notes look out in a matter of days for those new drastic changes on our website you also be able to get the podcast on more platforms including shop including spotify apple podcasts google podcasts um, stitcher um, all your favorite podcast posting platforms we're going to be on there uh, we may be leaving soundcloud we're not sure but anyway keep locked in to the sound of a craw we're getting lots of love and as a result we got this demand so we're now releasing it on more platforms so more of you guys can enjoy it on your favorite places and yeah got a question you want to get on the show drop us an email info at the sound of a craw or drop us a direct message on instagram where you can also visit us and pay us some love and having said that i'm adrian daniels and this was the sound of a craw Take care until next week. Be blessed. Peace.